five, four, three, two, wait. Are you Danny Ambrose or Danny Ambrose? Danny Ambrose. Danny Ambrose. Let's do it. Let's do it. Five, four, three, two, one. One. Ladies and gentlemen, we're live. We're here with my guest, Danny Ambrose, avid Twitch streamer, techie, revolutionary, and guest producing today is my good friend Steve White. He's off camera because he's one with the shadows. But Danny Ambrose, the one in the light, how are you? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing really good, man. I gotta pay compliments to your sweatshirt. Thank you. It's absolutely it's actually, I got it the other day. It's Gears well, of War. It's very fitting because when I first met you, Gears was all the rage. It was. That was your favorite game at the time? Is that... Absolutely. Do you think... Was that a game that pushed you further into gaming, or were you already in deep by that point? I think I was probably already in deep when I was like five years old. Fair enough. Well, all right, what got you? What what pulled you in at five years old? The furthest back thing I can remember is probably Mario 64. Mario 64, that's a good one. Yeah. Were you able to beat it back then, or were you kind of just like in, like... Not on my own. Yeah? I definitely but you had older brothers. Yeah, so I, I, play, I played with like John and James and stuff, so it, probably it was a team effort. As far as I can remember. That's pretty so. well, From your childhood, what's your favorite game? And why? That's a tough call. Um, you know what? I can't really think. There's so How many, about you so many different one ones. of your favorites, then? Well, aside from, like, the, if it had to go way back, it would have to probably be, like, uh, you know, like Mario Party and Mario 64. This is, like, a lot of good times with my cousins and, you know, friends. So kind of like the communal... Yeah. That's that's what eventually that's eventually how it evolved into like online play like playing with others and then like I think the first online game I ever played was SOCOM on the PlayStation Portable. So are you primarily like a uh, cooperative gamer? Like the games you play have some kind of team aspect to them? Like are you, yeah, I are you into solo adventure games or solo JRPGs at all, or is it just primarily anything sometimes that involves teamwork? Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, but mostly it's it's multiplayer. What see now? What's the game that pulled you into that? SOCOM. SOCOM. Yeah. That and, was the uh, first... Um, well, yeah, yeah. Like, first competitive game, SOCOM. Very sweet. What are you playing these days? Um, Rainbow Six, a lot of the time. Rainbow Six Siege. Now, and is that the game you stream the most, or is that the game you play the most? It, I've streamed it a little bit for the most... Like, uh, not as much as Hunt Showdown. Hunt Showdown is definitely... It's gotten up there as one of my most favorite games right now. Now, I mean, let me ask you. When you're... Do you stream every time you play video games, or is it like a half-and-half half kind of relationship? I'm still trying to figure that out, to be honest. Right now, it's I've been doing it almost every day to kind of like figure out what, boost. yeah, give give the boost and figure out what days and what times work. Well, best. you're pretty close to becoming an affiliate. Mm. And I just want to point that out. Anybody who's listening or watching, follow Danny Ambrose on Twitch. That's Twitch.tv/slash Danny Ambrose. Let's get this guy up to uh, be an affiliate on Twitch. I hope so. They're pretty sweet, man. You're very close. It's only a matter of time before you do it. Just got to keep on putting effort into it, and it'll eventually come. Isn't that just the name of the game? You guys got to keep plugging at it until, mm -hmm. until you hit the right notes. So let's talk about Gears. Because uh, for me, I wasn't I was never the biggest like first-person shooter person. Like mm -hmm. I never really got that into Call of Duty. I enjoyed Halo, but never really dove deep. Right. But there was. would you agree that there was something different about Gears that, I guess would you say, increased the depth that the first-person shooter genre could uh, strive towards? Well, the thing with Gears, though, is it's a third-person shooter. But fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. 
<laughs> but in any case, though, something about the game. But the shooter genre, yeah, I guess, rather about than the game first is person definitely genre. unique from anything that had been out recently, mainly because there wasn't that many third-person shooters out. And well, what was it? Because I know, was it the cover system? Like, what made that game stand out above the others? Why was it able to cut through and compete with things like Call of Duty and Halo? The cover system is definitely a big part of it, but then also because something about the, like, because, you, know, you know, the main gun in that game is basically the, the Nash or the shotgun, and it just create like, it's like one of the very few games out there where you're just having these up-close, gory shotgun battles. It just it kind of created something new for, like, the gaming genre, I guess. Now let me ask you, what do you think in the Gears community led to people flipping the fuck out anytime they got chainsawed? You couldn't <laughs> chainsaw somebody without them screaming noob at you. Where do you think that saltiness came from? Probably because, I mean, even though it's really cool when you do that in the game, it, because yeah, people it would just hide behind the wall. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> Wait for you to walk it's, the, it's your own fault if you're falling for such a silly trick. It's true. See, what I used to love doing, and I bet you somebody like you would hate me, is uh, I would post up in the rooms and I would tag the rooms with smoke grenades. So you'd so walk then, in, there'd be nothing but smoke, and, and I just chainsaw you in the smoke. And early on in the game, smoke grenades would send you flying like a rag doll, so you couldn't do I anything do for like five seconds. <laughs> It'd knock you flat on your ass. Would you agree that the first trilogy, Gears One, Two, and Three, are the best in the series? Um, story-wise, yeah. What about gameplay-wise? Gameplay-wise, right now, the most recent one, four. It, while it still has some of its glitches and stuff like that, but it's very fast paced and it's very clean. Like it's it just the way the way the pace is, it's very comfortable. But the story was was like, meh. Like they, because they brought the whole new ensemble in, like Marcus's son and like his new friends he made, I guess, while he was growing up, and they kind of had like a very bland story. What are the scenes that stuck with you the most in the original trilogy from the story? Because I agree with you. I loved the story. I can't speak for Gears 4. I haven't played it. But I do love the story in the originals. Well, if the, I would have to say the two scenes that definitely stick out most, as we were discussing earlier, um, when Dom dies. Yeah, Dom's death. Yo, but it was epic, though. Yeah. He did it for the squad. I think that's the saddest you ever see Marcus get in that game when he's usually such a hard ass. Okay, that's his homie. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. The, the part that gets me is obviously when he finally finds Maria. Oh, yeah. No, that's pretty tough. And she's basically destroyed. And the way Marcus kind of puts his hand on his shoulder, he's like, Dom, it's okay. Dom, it's okay. But, and then the other one would have to be, because you know how every Carmine up until that point dies a painful death. and then they Yeah, have he's the, like the Cartman of the series. And then they have the third one survive the helicopter Not the crash. Cartman, the Kenny, excuse me. Sorry. Pretty, pretty much. But yeah, it was awesome seeing him survive the helicopter crash. And like he's helping up the other people that were in the crash and stuff. Fuck yeah. Everyone's like, he survived. <laughs> So is uh, is Rainbow Six how you get your shooter fix these days, primarily? Yeah, yeah primarily. It's just it, at first it it had a shaky start because um, there was just like a lot of glitches, you know, a lot of hacking and stuff like that. And there's still a lot of hack. Well, actually, not as much. There was still a lot of hacking up until recently. They, which a lot of a lot of games need to do this more. They put in what was uh, two factor authentication, where you have to you know link your uh, cell phone with google uh authenticator mm -hmm. and when you go to log into your ubisoft account you have to put in that authenticator to get to sign in and if you want to play like ranked rated matches you have to have the authenticator enabled otherwise you can't play oh so if someone's wow. if someone's getting banned they're basically their account like if they ever want to play again they're gonna have to get a new cell phone or a new device and sync it up with google authenticator to play again 
Jeez, God forbid you lose your fucking phone. That's yeah. a headache and a half. Well, no, that's actually easy. I, I went, I, Is it really not that bad? Yeah, I got like, a, recalibrating it. I got a new phone recently because I switched from the S6 to the S9, and mm. I just contacted the Ubisoft support agent online, and he just changed it in like five minutes. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, it was surprisingly quick and easy. No, Ubisoft knows what they're doing. I mean, at least from a production level, because they pump out they pump out tons of games every year. Yeah. I mean, a new Assassin's Creed every single year. I don't they're know actually, if you kept up with They're taking a series. break for like three years, I heard. From Assassin's Creed? Like yeah. They're, I mean, it's about time. I mean, I like the, I said, they've been pumping the same thing out year after year. Yeah. It's, it kind of gets, kind of like Call of Duty. They need to stop with the installments every year. Well, yeah, because it, it, it keeps the series from staying fresh. Mm-hmm. I mean, people still buy it, so obviously they're not going to do that. And that's exactly why they're yeah. going to keep pumping them, because the games are going to sell no matter what. So the the selling oh outselling Red Dead right now and Red Dead was a great game. Is it really? Or is a great game. Wow. Yeah. Did you get your hands on Red Dead or did you play it like second handedly? No, nah, I've just kind of seen gameplay from other streamers. Sweet. Any streamer in particular um, that you would watch play Red Dead? Diction sometimes plays it. He's Diction. A, yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, shout out to Diction. There you go. Um, but uh, other than that, I haven't really seen too much of it. But I never played the first one, so I, it kind of would feel weird to jump into the second one without knowing anything about, even though it is a prequel, but. Hey. Well, we just spent a couple nights here playing some Smash. Mm. How do you think the new Smash holds up to previous installments, in your opinion? It's definitely, well, I I never really uh, played the Wii U one that much, so I can't really uh, make a judgment on that. But it's definitely, like, it, feel, it feels pretty fresh. But obviously there's some characters that are a little bit too powerful, like King K. Rule and... Uh, I think Roy and uh, Diddy Kong and uh, Roy's pretty wild. Young Link know. is pretty ridiculous too. Just the f- yeah. the fact that uh, his his, uh, fire, his arrows? fire arrows can yeah. launch you. I know he's been far. pissing you off yeah. you all just, day. You just have someone sit in the corner and they can just keep on firing those and basically can't get to them. I don't know, Dan. All you no. need is something that can reflect a projectile and you can survive. That's Everyone's true. got their strengths and weaknesses. That's true. I don't know. Were you? Uh, what was your favorite before this one, though? Were you more on the brawl end of things, or did you like melee better? Even though brawl, like people don't consider brawl that competitive, I, I thought brawl was fun. I thought brawl was a lot of fun. Yeah, I liked all the new characters that are brought in and everything. And Luigi was not just basically a Mario clone anymore. Exactly, so. and I thought Subspace Missionary was awesome. Oh yeah, the story I forgot mode, about that mode. The story yeah. mode was awesome. I, for, I, I forgot what happened in that story. I'm gonna have to look that up. Dude, the Wii U one pretty much had no story mode. It was lame. Yeah, it didn't have a story. Absolutely I don't lame. remember that. Yeah. Yeah, no, Brawl had a pretty sweet story mode. I liked, obviously, I think Melee was better than Brawl, but uh, me personally, I was part, I just loved playing Brawl, because it was a game we all played when we met and shit, mm. so it was cool. Where no. Joe would have a screaming because of his Yoshi plays. Oh my fucking god. You notice his Yoshi, star- his Yoshi strategy hasn't he changed still, at yeah, all. He still does the same thing, he sits on the edge of the map. And he just to fucking rolls his egg around like some kind of asshole. But it's your own <laughs> fault if you lose to that asshole. It's true. But nah, he's, but he's gotten better, he knows how to use the A button now. You know, get some smash attacks. Yeah, he's he's learning. He's growing. Who would you say your main is in Smash right now? Um, right now it's tough. I'd say right now my bet because uh, they have like all that ranked stuff online. My best character right now is Snake. Best character, Snake. But uh, I, I love playing uh, Wario actually, and uh, Ryu or Ryu. I think it's Ryu, Ryu technically, but. Yeah. I always grew up knowing him as Ryu. But. I love the fact that Ryu's in that game because, you know, obviously he's from Street Fighter, so the whole fighting game genre was pretty, not necessarily born with him, but he was there during the beginning of its inception. Yeah. Um, the fact that characters like him have made their way into Smash really... It's it, crazy. It, I, I really wonder how much, like, Nintendo had to pay to get licensing 
from. But you got to think about it though. It's a companies. free advertisement for all those people's games. That's true. Not all those yeah. people's, all those companies' games. It's like uh, they just announced that the Joker from Persona Five is going to be in the game, hmm. and Charlotte Charlotte's been streaming her second playthrough of Persona, Persona 5, Five. But yeah. since they've announced that the Joker is going to be the first DLC character, her numbers have been way up. Wait, isn't isn't Piranha Plant or they mean like Piranha Plant's Piranha one of them, and yeah. the Joker is the next one? But they're both coming in the first. I think in the oh, first okay. patch, yeah, the okay. first character patch. I got you. I think so. We'll uh. We'll see if we're right or wrong. But, um, yeah, ever since he was announced as a Smash character, mm. more people have been watching Persona streams. And I'm sure some people have just gone out and bought in Persona 5. So it's like, it's kind of like a... I heard it's a really good game. It's amazing. I've played it. It was 120 it's like a hours. J, it's a JRPG, right? JRPG. But it's it's like Inception meets Pokemon. To, to sum it up as quickly as I can, Persona 5 is essentially Inception meets Pokemon. You know, I think Video Game Donkey put it that way. Mm. It's just one of... Cite my cite my thoughts there, um, but it's definitely worth the play. But yeah, I mean both both parties win when you're in the Smash game. It's it works for Nintendo and it works for whoever's in there. Right. You know, maybe some kids discovered Street Fighter through Ryu and Ken being on this roster. One thing I I'm kind of confused. They they did it with Simon and Richter too. But Richter. They, couldn't they have made like the either the move sets a little different or they could have put someone else besides Ken. In the game, like maybe Zangief like Chung or, or Chun-Li. Yeah. Because they both have the same exact moveset, you know what? Like, like Simon and Richter. But you know what? It's so easy, I guess, after you build someone like Ryu. It's like, to throw in Ken is probably such a little amount of work. Yeah. Not that it's no work, but compared to building out a new moveset for Chun-Li or for Zangief. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there is over like 70 fighters, so I guess I can't blame them. That's, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at, I suppose. I know Daisy and Peach are a little bit different, but there's not enough of a difference between them yeah. to consider them they just, completely different. They used different. to just have it where Peach had like the Daisy skin swap. Well, what I love about this one is now Ganondorf is no longer a Captain Falcon clone. Yeah, he's, he's got some different moves. Well, yeah, he's got his sword now, and I love the fact that when he's doing basically his version of the Falcon Punch, mm-hmm. that if you hit him, he's not he, going to yeah, budge. Yeah, he doesn't budge. He's going to hold his ground. That's fucking crazy. I, get, I guess it's um, also, like, it's a lot slower, too, than Captain Falcon. Definitely a lot slower. Fal- yeah. Falcon Punch is definitely faster than Ganon's attack. So. But yeah, dude. So, what are your personal goals with your Twitch account? Because I know that you initially had started it... But you'd only recently decided to revive yeah. your account and start streaming I mean, again. What was what kind of led you down that road? What was the catalyst to you coming back? I used to do it like here and there back in the day, but just when I wanted to test things out, just because I don't know, I kind of like um, I like being able to interact with other people. Obviously, because the online play and stuff, but I also think it's cool to be able to kind of like watch over what you were playing and kind of like if you captured some cool moments, be able to watch it and you know make some cool clips out of it and stuff like that. So essentially, you initially started doing it just so you could kind of watch yourself back. Yeah, just to kind of like just see, just out of curiosity, and it, you know, it, it's kind of fun after a while because when when you do get people that do happen to stop by and interact, like when uh, when I did try it out a couple of years ago, I was playing Splinter Cell Blacklist, and just decided out of the blue to stream it one day, and I, I was doing it on the hardest difficulty, and I uh, wanted to see how far I could get in just one playthrough. And I had 19 people watching me. And I'm just some nobody, so I thought that was pretty cool. Like just, and they're all like saying, "Oh, try this." Like you know, if I was having trouble with some part, or they'd be like, "Oh, you know, uh, try try going over there, see if you might complete the mission faster or something." I don't know, like things like that. Just people interacting, and it's like they never heard of me before. I'm just I'm just some and random guy that fired up you. the channel. So well, yeah, it was that, cool. 
Yeah, they're almost they're like hanging out on your behalf. They've come to watch you play the game, hang out with you, lend a helping hand. Mm. Um, to any of the gamers out there who might be listening, because I know you and I have kind of had this conversation already, where we're like, well, this is something we might as well do. Like, if we're gonna play these video games, we might as well twitch it. To the game people who play video games that are listening, would you encourage all of them to, you know, twitch stream? That this is something they might as well do if they're gonna be playing all these games. I mean, if if they're comfortable with. Putting, them, putting themselves out there, you know, to the public. I mean, it's a fun thing to do, and I figured, you know, why not? If, especially if it's a big hobby of yours, if it's a big part of your life, why not just give it a shot, even if it yeah. even if it doesn't, you know, necessarily take off or go anywhere. At least you tried. You just know, try it. I mean, look, you don't you gotta like be, look, you don't have to be ninja. You don't have so, to make $10,000 an yeah, hour. Exactly. You know, you could, you could have your own little following, and you can make beer money doing it. You know? Mm. There's something to be made, you know? Exactly. I mean never know unless you try so that too you know and um i mean even if the people who don't want to put themselves out there there's some twitch streamers who don't have a webcam on them mm-hmm. there's some twitch streamers yeah. who don't put their voice out some there. People, they just play the yeah. game and people just want to watch the game itself they don't need somebody to host the channel and talk into the camera some people actually prefer to follow the channels that just strictly show you the game right you know and a lot of people they that do like the webcam is because when you are playing certain games to see the reaction yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're a reactionary person, people yeah. people will love you on Twitch. And that's why one of my friends, Lambert, he would constantly tell me, you need to stream, you need to stream, because the way I react to certain things, because I get the shit scared out of me easily when I'm playing some games, like survival games. Oh, yeah. Like, just suddenly hearing, like, a, a fifty caliber bullets, like, crack right over your shoulder, and you're like, oh! <laughs> so. Well, there's an entertainment value to it now, and yeah. it's, it's amazing, because, like, like, it's a. I would have never guessed when I was younger that so many people would love just watching video games. Yeah, I mean, like you, it's astounding to me that that yeah. it's it's even such a large as as large a number as it is. Like even my brother is like, why why do people enjoy watching other people play games? And I'm like, well, it's for the it's for the reactions. It's if they want to see whether or not they like the game, or maybe they just like watching the person. They like being entertained. Yeah, yeah. Some people like so, the show. Actually, yo, Steve, do you think you could look up like uh, how many people watched uh, Twitch streams last year? Like, or how many video game streams? I remember hearing it was it was a lot. Like yeah, no, I want I want to kind of get the number on that. Somebody compared it just sitting on the couch watching your older brother play while you had to watch. That's a good point. That's a yeah, that's a good analogy. That's a really good analogy. Um, I just don't see how it's any different from TV, where you're watching other people do something that you're not there to participate in. Yeah, it's like a secondhand so experience. Yeah, it's still so a I don't, see, I don't really see the difference when people argue that you're watching someone else play a game. Okay. No, but I really feel that analogy that it's like it was like it's like watching your older brother play. Yeah. Because dude, I mean, Legend of Zelda series is one of my favorites of all time. My first exposure to that was watching my older brother play when I was a kid, and the game right. was too and complex for me. And that's pretty much how you know I got into playing games because uh, you know because I'm the youngest of my four brothers or my my three older brothers, and you know first started watching them playing like Super Nintendo and stuff like that, and then oh the old yeah. the old goodies. And because I had three older brothers, a lot of the games we play were wrestling games. So. Oh, dude, you know something that wrestling games did, like, long before it became customary? Was the ability to customize your own character. Yeah. And have that character that, experience its own part. campaign. Yeah, that's yeah, my favorite part. Dude, it hooked me as a kid. It hooked me as a kid, those wrestling games. I SmackDown, I had SmackDown on the PS1. SmackDown Here Comes the Pain on PS2 was, like, one of the best games ever. You could literally no fight on top of Madison Square Garden, knock them off, and they bounce like a fucking rubber ball. <laughs> <laughs> It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Yeah, well, we all love ridiculous shit. That's true. So what other games have you been playing lately? Are there any games you're looking forward to? 
Uh, the new Resident Evil 2 coming out in January. Oh, the, the remake, right? Yeah, the remake. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine on here, uh, Phil, who's super psyched for those games. Yeah. Oh, but you've always been a huge Resident Evil fan. I yeah, and growing up, I was always scared of it. I would watch my brothers play it, yeah, but like, same, if, dude. if something got too scary, I'd run away. <laughs> but, um, you know, kind of get, you know, you eventually grow the nerve for it, so. Jesus. And then, uh, I, I, I Well, it's thrilling, dude. Like, yeah. it really, I mean, look, this is one of the things that, like, it's like, don't get me wrong, I love watching a good movie, I like watching a good TV series, but the thing that entices me about video games is how, like, that... <laughs> that like <laughs> like how how you're in the center of the experience right you know whereas the tv is like a secondhand journey it's like with the video game it's like you are you're controlling the experience exactly you have the choice i mean it, it inevitably pulls so much out of you yeah like inevitably there, there is a you know unless the, the game allows different choices there is like a straight path you're gonna follow but at least you're the one controlling it you're the one allowing it to happen so yeah. I, th I think that's cool well without sounding like a like a video game elitist it's like if you compared somebody's face who's like watching tv mm -hmm. or like if you look at the normal person watch tv it's kind of just like a stone face they're not really reacting they're just like oh. right but if you look at someone who's playing video game their video games they're probably biting their lip they're probably going <sighs> exactly you know? especially you oh yeah you grunt like a motherfucker dude mm -hmm. <laughs> I that's what's gonna make you that's what makes you fun to watch on twitch though well, I have to. You have to take out your anger at something. For me, that's video games. So. Well, yeah, it's a safe place. You, you have a long day at work. You know, you can't you can't yell at anyone while you're helping them. If you know you're getting frustrated. True. Take it out on something that it's not going to matter on. So. Well, there you go. So it's I'm, therapeutic. So you're yeah. saying all those kids playing. I, I want to have you on record for this, Dan. All those kids playing Grand Theft Auto, shooting up like buildings and hospitals. They're just taking their anger out, right? Like that's not like you know. Um, well, I just I'm taking their anger out like homework's annoying, you know. I mean, that is a different kind of anger, I guess. But <laughs> you know, there is no, there is nothing that's proven video games lead to no. violence. Bro, so, bro cards but, on the table. Yeah. My one of my favorite things to do in Grand Theft Auto is drive on the sidewalk, <laughs> 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 and I have no words to do that when I'm driving. Rest <laughs> assured. But uh, that's like my favorite thing to do. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean it is. <laughs> This guy sidewalks for cars And now. then seeing how many stars you could get before you inevitably die. Oh, absolutely, dude. It's holding like, up. You're like King Kong on the top of a building, except instead of being like a 600-pound gorilla, you're like a fucking, well, more than like a 600-ton gorilla. But instead of being a 600-ton gorilla, you're just a dude with a rocket launcher. Exactly. And a dude with a rocket launcher could do a lot of damage. That's true. Let me it's tell like you. when we were back in 90 Broad, when we would see who could go out in the biggest bang before yeah. you had to hand a controller dude, over that to was someone so else. Much fun. Shout out to, awesome. I think it was Jay Wop who had the... That was his idea? I think it was his game. Oh, it was, so yeah, it was, it was his game. game. Yeah. That was good shit, man. Oh, man. Good times. Total, good times. Uh, Twitch views from December 22nd, 2017 to December 21st, 2018. We're getting the numbers and on the Twitch hours streams. Hours of watch time is about nine and a quarter billion. Holy That's shit. That was, that was September. That's hours? Hours total. Cumulative. So if if you didn't hear that, the amount of hours watched on Twitch last year, nine point two five billion. That's insane, dude. That's in, that's more than the human population. That's re like who would have guessed there was a market that big? I wonder for if people it went, watching video it's, games. It's probably been up since Amazon bought Twitch. So Amazon bought it, yeah, yeah. dude. Since they got all these promos going with Prime, with Amazon Prime, you get Twitch Prime, and with Twitch Prime, you get a lot of you get a lot of benefits with Twitch Prime. You get in-game loot and all that shit. 
so it's pretty it's cool. It's awesome. No, it's it's really well run. It's really well organized. Too. That's amazing to me. Yeah. Like Jesus. It honestly, we probably cable will eventually go out of business. I mean, even Twitch streams Thursday night football. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the other common so. misconception is Twitch is not just for video games. Like there are podcasts on Twitch. Like you mm. said, Thursday was it Thursday night football was on. Right. Was on Twitch like. And they got Bob Ross twenty four seven. They have a Bob Ross twenty four seven. Well, I know Andy Milanakis like has a Twitch where he, he just really? like he just sits on the streets of L.A. like talking to people. <laughs> it's just really random. People love watching it. It's just crazy. It's like content is like content used to be like in such a like in such an organized box. It's like it was like a movie or a TV show, and you had the storyline, right. and you know. But now it's like it's like Andy Milanakis just jerking off in the middle of L.A. <laughs> you know, and people are like, oh yeah, I'll watch that. That's entertaining. That's great, man. That's great. Let's watch that. It's it's real, you know, bro. Like, it's real. Uh, speaking of professional wrestling, did you watch any professional wrestling? No, really. Nah. Nah. Didn't speak professional nah, wrestling. I used to when I was younger, but it's, I don't know. I mean, did it never bother you I follow, that it was like, quote-unquote fake? Because that's a lot of people's, like, issue with I mean, obviously, you, you don't realize that when you're younger, but as you get older, yeah. It's, it's kinda, like Santa Claus. Yeah. I mean, then you come to understand it's just, it's entertainment. So you take it for what it is, but... Um, Fair enough. Like, I still follow, like, some wrestlers of instagrams and stuff like that just to kind of out of curiosity see who what's was going your on. favorite back in the day i could tell stone you who my favorite was stone cold stone cold dude triple h was my favorite back in the day he was definitely up there yeah but, he was one of the fun you know, ones. just as a kid seeing stone cold give someone a stunner then smash two beers together and chug them you know kind of the inspiration for the first night we went out the sophomore year oh <laughs> when dirty dan is back Dirty Dan. What a nickname. We should have, should have had you wear the hat, or I should I have worn the hat for this podcast. That would have been nice. That would have been cool. But we maybe still maybe have another a, time. a legendary Dirty Dan hat from back in the uh, college days. I was actually really happy to see that when I came in this morning. Yeah. Well, well, dude, I mean, look, we'll, uh, if you want, you can walk out of here without it. It's all yours. No, I'd, ra- I'd rather leave it here. Okay. We'll yeah. figure something it's out. A, it's, a, it's a legacy. So I got a good question for you, Dan. And this question was inspired by a former guest, uh, Phil, Patchman Phil. Hmm. What is your Mount Rushmore of video game characters? Uh, and you could choose. Um, you could choose to answer that objectively or subjectively, whatever you think might be more fun. I would say definitely Marcus Phoenix up there, one of them. Okay, so we're doing a subjective Mount Rushmore. I take it. Go for um, it. This is the Danny Ambrose Mount Rushmore of gaming. I would say Luigi. Marcus Phoenix, Luigi. Luigi. Um, like who else? What other games were awesome? That's a tough choice. Because um, I got so uh, I haven't played like single player games in a while. But how about uh, another influential game Dead, from Dead Rising? Frank West. Frank West. He was you know, the the uh, wow. s- the smart ass journalist. I like so we got Marcus Phoenix, Luigi, and Frank West. Frank West. Um. Else. Let me think. <laughs> Who else? So we got Luigi, Marcus, Frank West. It's a tough call, man. Um, Cap- Captain Price from Call of Duty. All right. Yeah. Interesting. It's, I don't know if you ever played Modern Warfare Three, but that ending when the uh, like the guy that's just been causing so much pain and torture. No, I never day. finished. I never really finished. I think I, I finished the campaign of one Call of Duty game. The that's the whole it. the Modern Warfare trilogy was pretty awesome. Just this this whole, whole guy knowing you you find out basically in the th- or I think late in the second one or maybe 
in the beginning of the third one that he's been pulling the strings the whole time. Oh shit! And uh, just the like traitor. seeing, you know, Captain Price like choke him and like hang him from the like the ceiling of a uh, like a big like fancy like palace in, in like a skyscraper, and like he just lights a cigar at the end after he kills him. It's pretty fucking badass. <laughs> and That's then sick. Uh, I don't know who the last one would be though. I think there's only four. Oh, it's four. I think there's oh, only okay. four faces of Mount Rushmore. Okay, but yeah, those are those are pretty iconic characters that come to mind. No, that's a cool one. That's yeah. definitely a cool one. Not to like, I know it's Call of Duty, but I mean, he is a pretty fucking sick character. So now, listen, dude, those games are right up your alley. And Call of Duty Three was when Call of Duty was at. I don't want to say it was at its peak because I haven't played Call of Duty lately. Mm-hmm. But I know during like the Call of Duty Three, Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare, like era, they were pumping out some dope games. Yeah, it's just it's, when they started getting a little too futuristic was when it was kind of. Like, they, they were trying too hard. When did they start doing that? Like, what about? What part in the series? That was after, um... I think it was... It started in 2013, I think, with Call of Duty Ghosts. The ending of that game just infuriated me. It made absolutely no fucking sense well, whatsoever. That bad, huh? Just, like... Anything you could sum up in, like, 20 seconds? Yeah, just basically, at the end, this the villain... You, you're underwater, it's you and your brother... And uh, you're choking him underwater. Shoot him in the chest, like a a train hits him underwater, and then like you, you you wash ashore, and like you you and your brother like you, you see each other that you're still alive, and then all of a sudden he comes from behind, punches you in the face, and drags you away from your brother. He's he just survived all that. He survived being shot in the lungs, getting hit by a train, being under being choked underwater till he was unconscious. Like I didn't hear him gasping for air when he came to the surface. It's just it, it was the most infuriating ending of any story, any game, any anything. It, I was so angry that day. Sounds, it sounds. Pretty I don't know dumb. if you remember, but when I was in my room, it, yeah, I don't know if you guys were home or not. It was when I finished it when I was in ninety four. I just went, "What the fuck?" You know, I think <laughs> I, I I I I feel like I remember you ran, yelling that randomly on twenty different occasions. So it was sure one, of one, of I, I was say, one of those 20 occasions. One of those 20 occasions. One of those 20 occasions. Oh, that's great. It's well, infuriating. Like, well, Dan, it just made no sense. Dan, you're, you're a very well-rounded gamer, in my opinion. Uh, you cross-platform. Yes. You cross-genre. Yes. What pulled you back into Nintendo consoles now that you own a Switch? What is it that they did Smash. right? What would, you say, what would you say it is? And maybe the answer is Smash. Hmm. What would you say it is they did right this time that they didn't do correctly? Uh, maybe with the Wii U. Um... Well, I'd say that their their online focus has been a little bit better this time. Although they still have their issues, I still think it's a bit of a disappointment. It, it is a bit. They of, yeah. have to work on the their fact. Online. The fact that their voice chat comes through an external through a phone, phone app. app yeah, it's stupid. You might as well just use Discord at that point. Yep, exactly. But, um, no, I mean the portability is cool, and um, what blows my mind is how like those tiny cartridges fit so much information on them. And that's what my favorite part of that is. is barely any load times in any of these games yeah they're pretty quick they're very quick mm. very very quick which i don't know did you play did you play or see any footage of starlink at all starlink is that the that Fox was the uh, ubisoft space shooter that featured uh, Star Fox? no i haven't seen any it was it was amazing i don't know what it's like to play it on the ps4 or the xbox but i had it on the switch mm. zero load times pretty much throughout the whole game that's pretty sick the game loads itself up and after that it's just like nothing is, is it any continuation from the previous games, or is it a completely new story? Uh, well, the story, it's like a spin-off Star Fox story. You could probably plug it in anywhere in the timeline. Okay. The primary story is the characters from Starlink that Ubisoft created. Oh. And, yeah, it's really it's not really a Star Fox game. You could play as Fox through the whole story. Oh, but okay. it's not a Star Fox game. By is there still like animals or like, you know? Like... Abs- no, it works. Oh, it works. It works. Okay. The Starlink universe can definitely work with Fox McCloud, but 
the main Starling characters are all human, except for uh, one character who's like an AI robot. Okay, I got you. Yeah, but it's 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 definitely a cool play. So, did you really? What games on the Switch are you looking forward to? Um, now that you just got Smash, I know it's easy to have tunnel vision with Smash right now. But yeah, it's kind of anything else on the periphery. Right, right now, it's just I got Mario Kart and uh, Smash. Uh, that's that's gonna keep me okay with it for a while, but. I'd say maybe uh, like any new platform Mario game that comes out. Well, I know, I know Luigi's Mansion Three is coming out, right? Yeah, that that yeah. I'm definitely gonna pick up. And then um, the new Animal Crossing, I'd look forward to. You're gonna go in on the Animal Crossing? Yeah. I think I'm going to also. It's, it'd be a nice game Charlotte to kind of relax sure with. Is, but what's yeah. up? It'd be a nice game to relax with, kind of like because I played no, that game a lot when I was take... a kid. Well, did you play Stardew Valley at all? Yeah, I dude, how game. relaxing was that it's game? Very relaxing. That was cathartic. I still occasionally fire it up. Yeah, so. once in a while because it's easy yeah. to jump back into. Yeah. Well, I love it. It's like something you were saying before, how, like, with your anger, you like to come home from a long day of work, you just take it out on the video exactly. games, and it's safe. I felt with Stardew Valley, like, it would just, it would ease your anger. Mm-hmm. It would kind of make it go away, because you're just, you're taking care of your farm, you're taking mm-hmm. care of the crops, you're, you're you know, and, helping and out all the, the uh, village folk with whatever's going on in their personal lives. And they actually put a lot of thought into the game, too, with the whole dialogue, with all the characters. Well, you know, it was all one guy, right? Yeah. The same guy developed it, uh, the same guy, uh, drew Came up with all the characters' storylines. The yeah. same, like he did everything. Chucklefish. I don't know if Chucklefish is the guy who made it or if that's who distributes. Or that was that was it. the publisher. That's the and they publisher. actually split ways recently. It was the guy's name is uh, well, his handle is Concerned Ape. Concerned Ape. Yes. I'm not sure what his uh, actual name is, but but I think yeah. he's working on a new game. He uh, was, right but he's kind of put it aside for now. He's he's no working. Yeah, since he split ways with Chucklefish, he's putting more focus on giving more content to Stardew Valley. Oh, so, that's sick. Okay, yeah, cool. He is eventually going to continue with the other game, but he's well, putting more focus on because Stardew is so successful right it's now. It's so successful, and there's a yeah. small niche of people who can't get tired of the game. They yeah. keep playing it. I mean, first it started off as an indie game on Steam, then it went to Xbox and PS4, and now Nintendo Switch. Switch, oh, it was so much fun for, for, me to for play, all we know. Dude. It's going to come to iPhones and Samsung. It should. It's a great game. People love farming games. You know? Yeah. Honestly, it's crazy, because the game's obviously inspired by Harvest Moon. Oh, of course. But I felt like, at least since Harvest Moon 64, maybe A Wonderful Life since then, the, those games have just been on the decline. I just feel like they're lazy. And Stardew Valley did the whole engine so much better. Yeah. So much better. The characters were much more in-depth. Completely in depth. fleshed out. Yeah, the, the gameplay was smoother. The days were a better length. Mm-hmm. There was more things to do. You actually got to build your community. Right. And I felt like the amount of options that were presented to you in Stardew Valley far outnumbered the options presented to you in Harvest Moon. Absolutely. Yeah, and the fact that there's combat, too. Yeah, there like, is a little it, bit it, of it's, combat. It's, it is relatively basic, but it's there. You know, it's, it's there an and option. it keeps it fresh. Yeah. It keeps it fresh when you're diving through the mines. You gotta yeah. destroy these like giant bacteria bugs trying to fuck with your day or something. It's a little, it's a little wacky, but it's fun. It's yeah. basic, but it's a good time. It's good in its own right. Yeah, man. No, I love games like that. Like games, games can, games can feel so different depending on how they are. Like you ever play um, Journey or Flower? You ever play those games? Never heard of them. Very meditative experience. They're like ten dollars. It's on PS4 and Xbox, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's it's not like Stardew Valley, but the feeling is similar. Where they're games that are the gameplay is pretty basic, and it soothes you down. Like it calms mm. you down. It it feels good and relaxing to play them. Uh, I would highly recommend those games, Journey and uh, Flower. Oh, to check it out. Yeah, but what other games uh, relax you, as opposed to the ones that make you, you know, scream until you're red in the face? Um, 
I'd say right now, like as far as relaxing goes, it's a Stardew Valley and probably just single player games, like, like okay. Skyrim or like Skyrim, okay. you know, anything like that. All right. So on the other end, what about game? What game currently gets you the most red in the face? And what game do you think all time Danny Ambrose has gotten you red in the face? Gears. Gears all time? Of course. Which one? Um, just any of them. Any of them? Any of them. Equally? It causes the most blood-boiling rage of any game I've ever played. Well, what is it? Are you mad at the campaign? Are you mad at the other players? Are you mad at your teammates? What gets your blood boiling? Um, you know, the people you face online. Why? Because they do smoke grenades and chainsaws? (laughs) Smoke grenades, chainsaws, getting teabagged when you get killed. Aww. Getting death threats online if Aww. you if you if you destroyed someone. There are some children out there, yes. Yes, and um, don't let the children get to you, Dan. Yeah, you know, and just glitches in the game, like people you know eating point blank shots and not dying. Have you ever so. smashed a controller? No, I don't. I no. don't go that far. You don't go that far. What's the furthest you'll go in your anger? Um, punch something, but something that that would you know not break, like a pillow. Like a pillow, yeah. What about your brothers? You punch any of them? No. <laughs> they punch any of you? Yeah. Yeah. It's all, all the time. Yeah, it's up, being so. a younger brother. Yeah. The it toughens you up. But no, I mean, I would get I would get pretty angry sometimes. But I I would I wouldn't lose myself into like you know destroying something valuable. I would I would look for the nearest invaluable thing and just beat the shit out of it. So. Have you, did you ever beat the shit out of something that was invaluable to you but turned out to be valuable to somebody else? Thankfully, no. Thankfully, no. Okay, good for you then. The one time though, when uh, when I was living with Steve and I, I raged so hard at Gears, I, I, I didn't do it on purpose. It's when I went to go stand up, I accidentally flipped the Xbox over. Oh damn! And it, it completely scratched up my Gears disc. Oh, I've had that happen before. And I think it was I got when I got the brand new Xbox too before oh, the, the other one bricked. That hurts. Like yeah, I just kind of stood up really fast in a fit of fury, and it pulled the wire and it flipped off the desk. Well, let me ask so. you something. You got an Xbox One, right? Yeah. Well, you, it's, you just kinda, it's just kind of it's just kind of like a coffee mug at this, or like a, a stand for a coffee mug at this point. I hardly no kidding. Turn it on. You've you've adopted the PS4. As no, your no, even, not even that. Just all PC. All PC. It's pretty okay. much every game you could play on PC now. So, like Xbox games are compatible with like the new Halo coming out. It's yeah. coming out for PC too, and you could play with Xbox players. Oh, so you might as well play. Kind of like with Gears. Like that's I have Gears Four on the PC. You play with Xbox players. That's wild. So the, there's. The only reason why I still held on to the Xbox was the NHL games, but I haven't really played it that much anymore recently because it's just it's been the same last. Like any they keep releasing game. the same game. Just, over it's and just over. a roster update. That's sports games for you, man. Yeah, it, it just, sucks. At least with you know Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed, there's a new story, there's new content and stuff like that. But with NHL, it's almost always just a roster update. Oh, oh, we made skating like a lot more fluid, intuitive, and hardly even notice it so Jesus. it's like it's just a waste so what's well, wild man that's wild do you think you're pretty much for the most part done with consoles or um, do you think you're gonna go strictly pc soon or do you think you'll still always have a place for consoles in your gaming catalog yeah i mean i'll always occasionally fire one up like well that's why i got the switch now i basically i took the xbox put it aside and my switch sits where my well, you see that's the now. thing about nintendo this is where i think they're smart is the pc market doesn't threaten them Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause they they don't have any like licenses g- shared with each other or anything like that. It's exactly. all completely independent from each other. So and they've completely conquered the handheld market. Mm-hmm. There's no, there, it's a monopoly. No one, it, if you ask someone if they have a PS Vita, they're gonna be like, "What? 
Dude, and Sony, I heard their PlayStation 1 Classic completely flopped. Yeah, the, the library that they had for it was terrible. Was it really? Yeah. All right, just... do you know the library well enough that if I could spit off a few classics, you could tell me whether or not they were in there? Um, Was the Spyro series in there? I don't believe it was. Bandicoot? Nope. Okay. Um, they had Tomb Raider. Any, final, any final Fantasies? Um, I believe Final Fantasy VII is on there. I would hope so. Um... What are the PlayStation 1 classics are there? Jesus Christ. Any of the Tony Hawks? I don't believe so. Don't, Jesus. No. That sucks. I'm dying for the 64 classic mini. When they announced yeah, that, like, if, you know the Fry that, meme, like, shut up and take my money? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just that. That would be sick to have. Just imagine a tiny little N64 on your desk. That'd oh, be sick. my God. That'd be amazing. And yeah, I, If it doesn't play 64 titles, I'm going to be really pissed off. Yeah. You know what's a great game that used to relax me back in the day? Speaking of that, Pokemon Snap. I used to we played that a couple love times. Pokemon Snap, dude. When we were coming back from class, either you or uh, Nicolette would be playing it. True. Brian, no, Brian or Brian. would more than I yeah. did. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's a throwback. So, uh, getting away from the video games a little bit, let's talk, I want to talk about Danny Ambrose, the man. Sure. So what is it you're doing for work these days? Uh, technical support right now. Tech um, support, very cool. Like, uh, remote tech support to be specific, but hopefully, eventually, with some you know, applying myself in proper studying, I could get to either uh, systems administration or network administration. It's just going to well, take some time. That's the big bucks right there, buddy. Yeah. You Eventually, it's just going to take there. some time. Well, you've always been a pretty smart guy Thank with you. IT. I know when you, you initially enrolled in college, you were journalism. I was. Well, and I kind of got thrown into that, too. I just, back then, they asked me, like, because, you know, they, when they go to the orientation, they ask, well, what are you looking to do? And I was like, oh, I enjoy writing and... Uh, I think, I can't remember exactly what they said, but they said, oh, they might have said, that's kind of a dying field, you're better off in PR, and I was like, what? And I was like, all right, you're going to be PR, and I was like, okay. And then I went halfway through, you know, my sophomore year, I was like, I hate this. So then that's when I went and switched to IT. Well, what was the real pull towards IT? When you made the switch, what's up? The fact that, uh, you know, the whole life, been around technology, using computers, working with computers, playing on computers, consoles. It's funny. Because in retrospect, I should have done what you did. I mean, you're already making That's, that's where I ended up. I ended progress. up in programming. Yeah. yeah. You're already making great progress on that. So. Yeah, thank so you. It goes to show you it's never too late to do anything you want to do. So Definitely not. Especially the tech industry. There's so many resources on the internet that want to teach you, that mm-hmm. want to help you. Like yeah. whatever There's a lot of free, free, free resources out there that you could use. So. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Or like even if you have $20 a month, something like Team Treehouse. I don't know if you've heard of it. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, Team Treehouse. It's like $20, $30 a month, and there's endless classes on there for, like, photo, learn Photoshop, learn how to code websites, learn how to code apps, mm-hmm. um, learn how to make VR videos. That's sick. Stuff like that. It's, like, just endless classes. Awesome. Team Treehouse, uh, if anybody wants to look them up. I swear I'm not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and if, and if you were, one day, they should thank you. Well, they should. They fucking should. I am a, I am a product of their product. You can, you can make the argument that it's I'm true. a product of their product. That's how all it's this shit true. gets done. You know? <laughs> Resources like that. That's how I learned all this crap. Um, but since graduating college, mm-hmm. um, what has you what have you felt was... Uh, what would you have told your college self about transitioning into the real world that you, know, you would tell them today? You're not prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? just hits harsh reality hits you you know especially after you're living with your friends all day every day and 
just hanging yeah, around. Yeah, we all did share a house. Playing yeah. games, just watching TV all day, you know, occasionally going to class, you know. That was, <laughs> um, but no, and then just having to, you know, jump right into real world, the frenzy of finding a job, trying to, you know, pay for your student loans because, you know, I had to defer mine for a while, but eventually, you know, in the state. You cleaned your room, yeah, you got it together. Cleaned my room, got it together. And, uh, you know, working where I'm working now for three years, so... I just got, I need to make the move up. It's just gonna take some time. So well, that's the thing, man. Is it, it time? Time plus experience equals opportunity. That's true. You know, and you put in three years. It's only a matter of time before they bump you up. Yeah. And you've always been good at what you did. Thank you. Um, I remember when you got pranked with the uh, broken Xbox prank on April Fool's Day. That was t- that was not funny. That was fucking that hilarious. Was funny. That was fucking hilarious. It, it ended up. Were... It probably that's probably the reason why it ended up breaking. <laughs> You think and so? then I had to fucking pay for it. Do you really think that's the yes? What I had no issues have? with what it. Evidence? I had no fucking issues with it at all. You told a story for the where you dropped it not seven minutes ago. No, that's but that was the true. new one. That was that after I got no. Said. That was after I got the new one. And that's why I freaked out because I just dropped the new fucking Xbox. I just dropped three hundred bucks on. But no, that was the new one. The old well, one. Tell, it broke two weeks later. If I may, it broke two weeks later. If I may, go ahead. Anyone who owned an Xbox ended up replacing it. Well, yeah, they, it, you know, I know they, they had like, the Red Ring of Death issue, but come on. What are the fucking odds that it breaks two weeks longer? after that? Was it two weeks after that? It was two weeks after oh, that. that is wild. That is wild. You, you can't expect it. You're, un, like, taking everything out, unscrewing every fucking thing out of it, putting it in an old dusty case, and then taking it back out and putting it back in the ca- other case again is not going to fuck with something. Well, I mean, you're the IT guy, right? It's going to fuck with something. And well, it did fuck with something. I just think you're a little salty because it was a funny April Fool's joke. Listen, tr- drop 300 bucks when you're a poor college kid. Tell me how you feel about oh, it. Oh, dude, I know, man. I know. I've dropped 300 bucks on things stupider. Believe Haven't me. Haven't we all? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been to Vegas. I have not I been to Vegas I didn't come yet. back in the, in the green. Let's put it that way. I need to get to Vegas before I turn 30. We were talking about that, Dal and I, actually, the other night. We were like, yo, so you see how you said before 30? Yeah. We we're like, yo, everybody, when everyone's 29, we should do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Send off the 20s with a bang. That'd be sick. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's not a bad a good idea. idea. It's not it's, a bad idea. should do that. Just start saving money now. <laughs> hey, I got I got a good amount of save, though. It'll be good. Dude, Joe and I Joe and I made the big... Uh, we don't tell many... Like, we keep most stories to ourselves from when we went to Vegas with... Uh, it was me, him, and my boy, Martin Abrams. Yeah. Um... Because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But I can tell one family-friendly story, I suppose. So we, uh, the first thing we did, we went, we got dinner, we got some drinks, and we're like, let's hit the casino right away. So we went out, we went to the casino, and Joe was like, let's play roulette. Oh, and I was God. like, why I are we playing roulette? And going. he was like, guys, I have a system that will defeat roulette. And we're like, fuck you. And he lost all of his money in five minutes. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. And we are like, fuck you, Joe. So we went to the roulette table. Martin and I played our own game, our own hands, and Joe did his system. Before we knew it, Joe was up $150. All right. I already probably know where this is going, but Just go like on. that. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to mimic Joe. So I mimicked Joe. Next thing I knew, I was up about $200. Joe was up about $350, $400. So our boy Martin's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to mimic Joe. We all start mimicking Joe. And before we know it, 
Joe's up about eight nine hundred dollars. I'm up about six seven hundred dollars, and Martin's up like four or five hundred dollars. We have now lit cigars. We're drinking whiskey. It's like this is the grand victory. Vegas. That's awesome. Vegas is ours. And bro, I just kid you not. The pitbulls were were around watching. Like, yo, what the fuck's going on? Why do no these way. kids keep winning? And all we weren't breaking any rules. We were just doing Wait, Joe's did, fucking system. Did you say pitbulls? Yeah, that's that's what they're called. Aren't they pit bosses? I thought it was pit bulls. I think it's pit boss. Are you sure? I, I think it so. could be a pit boss. I don't know. We might have to check that. Might I well check that. Pit bulls. Pit bull or pit boss? <laughs> I've, I've been calling them pit bulls. Pit bulls just coming in. Can you imagine they were actual like pit bulls like barking they, at us? They sick them on you. Yeah. Oh, I mean, dude, that would be that'd be rough. But I love pit bulls. They're very sweet dogs. Um, yeah. I don't want to give any negative connotation about them. They're pretty nice. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. They're just very protective of their owners. Yeah. Um, but but then before we knew it, like we're we're drunk. We got that nice little like. Cigar high, we're chilling, but before we knew it, it was all gone, Dad. Of course, it was all gone. The casino ate it all. We were in denial. It's like we but lost the first hundred. We're like, ah, oh, it's know just when to a quit. slump. It's just a slump. Gotta know then when to quit. Then we lost two, three hundred. Oh, it's just a slump. Then four, five. It just it just kept vanishing. Had we just walked, we could have. We only had a weekend in Vegas, mind you. But had we walked up six, seven hundred, what we could have done with that money? had a lot of fun oh my goodness yeah but we did have a lot of fun we did have a lot of fun it's a good time gotta know when to quit but you got to use the buddy system in vegas mm-hmm. no lone wolves yeah you let a guy go stray in vegas crazy shit's gonna happen mm-hmm. i mean you've seen the hangover right of course i've seen the fucking hangover sure. that movie is a good example of a movie that like the first time you watch it it makes you pee yourself but now that all the surprises have been spoiled it's really not that funny anymore uh, I love the movie. Don't get me still, wrong. It's still got some great moments in yeah, it. Yeah, no, you could still enjoy it, but it's mostly out of either nostalgia or just like satisfying a comfort of watching something familiar. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like when I was sick freshman year and watched Happy Gilmore like 27 times in a row. Dude, you were in love with those old Adam Sandler movies. I think it's actually where I think you're just appropriating the angry Adam Sandler in your Twitch streams. When you scream right in the face of your video games, I think you're just appropriating old school Sandler. Some it's of the funniest shit. It's a compliment, mind you. Please. It's some of the funniest shit that I ever watched. I, I don't know. Some Dude, a lot Happy of people Gilmore disagree. Happy and Billy Madison are fucking classics. Honestly, if you hate on Adam Sandler, go fuck yourself. Like, like he never wanted to make you. He never like those those Happy Madison movies. That he's not trying to win an Oscar. Yeah, he's just trying to make people laugh. He's trying to make you laugh at silly shit. So it was always the uh, the high strung critics that gave it terrible reviews, but he's always had the cult following. So that you know that's exactly. all you need, and now he's successful. No, honestly, one of the things I love about Adam Sandler is like. He made it big, and he just hooked up all his boys with a paycheck. Exactly. Yeah, he, he, he has movie. the same people the same in every people. movie. He's his friends. The He's Rob like, Schneider, David Spade, John Turturro. Oh. Um, has been in a bunch of those movies. Who's the guy that plays Crazy Eyes in Mr. Deeds? Oh, uh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Cla- he's in he's all the classic. movies too. Well, he's great because he's played like phenomenal serious roles, mm-hmm. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, but then he just goes on the Sandler set to be a goof. Exactly. And, like, if you hear people talk about, like, I've heard some people talk about, like, some of the comedians who are on The Longest Yard with him mm. talk about him. They said, like, he was the best guy to ever make a movie with. Steve Buscemi or Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler. Oh. They're, like, yeah. he's incredibly, I mean, his set he seems was so like, He seems like a very friendly guy. My brother, uh, my oldest brother, Joey, met him once in the in the city. No kidding? Like, a long time ago, but, yeah. Where, how did he meet him? What was going on? Just, um, I think it was, like, the early days of uh, when my brother was on patrol. And oh he, shit! You just saw him. You just saw him. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, my brothers, my dad and my brother, with two of my brother's friends, went to a jet game, and they were in a box. Mm-hmm. I think they were out in like where like people who had boxes where they get drinks or something. Right. And they saw Adam. They spotted Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. and like he was obviously trying to keep a low profile, 
Yeah. Like he he was hat keeping his head down, everything. hat down stuff. Yeah. And um, one of the one of my brother's friends ran up to him. I was like, "Hey, are you Adam Sandler?" And then after after the kid pointed him out, he like he kind of took the disguise off. He's like, "Yeah, let me take some pictures. Let me sign." So it's like I always thought it was pretty cool of him that he's trying to keep the low profile. But he like, won't he won't kid, turn people away. Yeah, though. exactly. He won't yeah. turn people away. The kid says, "Hey, you're Adam Sandler." He's like, "I'm gonna hook this kid up. Let me make yeah. this kid's day." You know? Because you you know it's. Uh, the fans are what keep you know famous people like that going. You got to give back. Well, you got to be thankful because you yeah. know people spend the time and the money to go out and see your movie to fund right. your project, your exactly. company. You know, and like one of the, another reason I love Adam Sandler too is because you think about all those movies he makes, and you think about all the people that are you know making money and being fed mm-hmm. from working from him, from every camera guy yep. to people who mix the mix audio. I mean, dude, it's astounding. Like after movies, when you see those credits roll, the amount of people that who had to work movies. on that fucking movie. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's fucking cool. I mean, so, look so at the intro. Movies. Look at the intro to uh, Happy Gilmore. It's like five, ten minutes long. Well, that's what's great because he really does his best to get as many people involved as possible. Mm. Well, Dan, I have a question for you, and it's a question I'm trying to remember to ask every single guest. And I want to keep track of this. Are you Chip Gang? Chip Gang. Okay, so you, this needs to be explained to you. Okay, go ahead. It's okay. Excuse me. This will be good for anyone who's listening for the first time or so. But Chip Gang is, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Elon Musk, along with several other Silicon Valley tech giants, mm-hmm. are working on a chip that you could put into your brain that will pretty much connect you to the internet and expand the bandwidth that your mind can hold. Jesus Christ. So here's my question, Dan. Elon Musk actually says he'll be releasing something in the next three to six months. Let me ask you something, Dan. Mm-hmm. If putting the chip in your brain does give you a competitive advantage in the market, will you eventually turn to Chip Gang, or will you resist? Do you want to remain a meat-bodied monkey forever? I'd say a meat-bodied monkey. You're on team That's, not. You're not on chip. Team Chip. That, team that no is chip. a dangerous, dangerous game we're playing at. It's a slippery slope. I'd you agree with you, know. but I'm I'm interested if you want to unwrap that a little bit. Why Just do you feel it's a slippery with slope? How, you know, with how advanced technology is getting. And with how advanced it is right now, you never know. Could, could I mean, it could be some sci-fi shit, but you know, if well, it, it could sort of like remotely hack it or yep. fuck with it. Or, that's that's really what scares you know. me, is because like if if you're gonna be browsing the internet from your brain, right, you have to be browsing from a certain IP address. Right. And if somebody can hack into your IP address, mm-hmm. they're hacked into the Neuralink that's in your brain. Right. That's one of the major flaws. But and what if what if they told you a... you were safe? Yeah. What if they told you you were safe? That's bullshit. You think it's bullshit? bullshit? You think no one's safe? What if someone, like, granted, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say, it, it, it would probably, you know, just, like, happen in very rare cases, but I also you, you don't never want, know. I also don't want, you know, like, they, our data is obviously collected, like, everything yeah. we Google is, like, collected. Yeah. It's like, bro, like, are our, are our thoughts going to be data that's collected now? You know? I wouldn't put it past it, you know? You know, that's, that's my problem, is, like, we have to remind ourselves, like, all these fucks just want our information. That's targeted advertising. Exactly. I mean, look, because they could sell our information to those advertisers. You know, you go to Amazon, you look up chairs or some shit, and then you go to Reddit, and if you, you it know, fucking follows you there, and then it has it on the side on Reddit. It's fucking. It's like, ridiculous. oh hey, look at this chair. It's like, the fuck. That's I'm what not- I'm saying. It's like these fucks all want our information. It's like, yo, there's got to be some way to like withhold your information. It's like, I'll sell it to fucking advertisers. It's like too, I don't know, maybe that's too that. much to ask. I don't know. It's too late for that. It is too. Yeah, the yeah. the, we're, the we're Pandora's box at, is open. We're pretty much fucked at this point in regards to that. So, so, what would you say to people who think that chip chip in the brain is like the next step in human evolution? That like if you if you could 
if you could store, what about if you could store your, upload your consciousness into a cyborg? Would you do that? This way you could live forever, technically, or live as long as you I like. mean, yeah. That, uh, yeah that's, that's a different story. If you're, if you're about to die, you know. Let's say if it's an oh, emergency. Oh, so you'll do the chip on your deathbed if it'll save you. Everyone has a price. Well, Uh-oh. everyone's scared of death. You're no kidding. Yeah. So, that's why, why That's why we're trying to put chips on our fucking brain, Dan. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think motivates that? Well, I don't know if a chip in your brain would, you know, keep all your body parts functioning, would it? Well, it would help. Depends on the chip, I guess. I don't know. Like, if we find a it's way a to computerize slip. the body, I'm sure we're not that far from that. Just, there's always someone out there that's going to do something evil. You never know. Malevolence does exist. Yes. 100%. So, I mean... Look at the world we live in now. I think look, we, at, look at the world for I, how many years past. There's always there's always going to be a villain. As cliche as that sounds, there's always a villain. It's crazy because if you trust if you trust the bureau of statistics, there's like less crime and less people dying from war today than pretty much any time in human history, or since record in recorded history since the bureau has been collecting those numbers, which mm-hmm. might only include the 20th century. Um, but there's still a lot of shit going on. Of course. Like you said. Like, yeah. even in societies that are able to, um, I guess, push the tide upward, mm-hmm. malevolence is still going to be there. Of course. Like, there's still going to be that people just, who be there to, to threaten the well-being of others. It's just a part of it. You know, it's, it may sound fucked up, but it's part of human nature Well, sometimes. it's the way of things, yeah. man. It's like, we're, we're very complex creatures. And, like, both benevolence and malevolence can contend. Mm-hmm. You know, people out of insecurity or out of ego or out of pride will act shitty towards other people. Whether intentional or unintentional, it's Whether, always going to happen. I mean, dude, that's the thing. Is so many, a lot of people are just pulled by their subconscious. I mean, everyone is to a degree, but there's some people where it's just completely behind the wheel. Right. You know? They're, slight, like, they're in autopilot at that point. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Do you ever go autopilot at your job? Sometimes. I think we all do. Yeah. Spare. When you're in the routine, you know, it just... It's not a bad thing. Honestly, when you're in the routine of working and you're just flowing with it, that yep. feels good. Like, that feels good. Just tune everything else out, get your shit done. Oh, yeah. It's when I'm in between tasks, only, I, have to, I have to really buckle down. The only thing frustrating with my job, with, with the current stuff I do, is you're working on something and then another call comes in. Then you got to handle it's that like, issue. It, and yeah. you forget the issue you're working on or, you, you know, you have to backtrack and it's just it's, then the shit just starts piling up and gets difficult sometimes but what can you do exactly what can you do so let me ask you something dan have you you've been a video game an avid gamer since i've known you Mm -hmm. has a career in video games ever seen seemed appeasing to you has that ever seemed like something you would do you mean like creating video games um career in video games that can range from anything from video game journalism we're rolling do you need to collapse yeah it's good if it if it was possible if i was like as amazing as some of these, you know, streamers or players you see, I, I would, you know, try out like an esports team or something like that. But Ooh, the only cool. game I'm actually really, really good at is Gears, and it's not as popular nowadays as it is. Cause it, but you know, not many people know that Gears was a huge esport. Yeah, back in, like, the Gears is very niche though because it's very it, it is a difficult game compared to other shooters. It's just there's a lot of, you know, stuff you have to get used to that it, people get very frustrated with, and that's why. Not as many people play it as, say, you know, Call of Duty. Call of Duty is very accessible. True. And the formula has been around like much longer than Gears. So, but well, not much longer. But 
Do you think games so. like Call of Duty have convinced some people to join the military? Do you think that's real? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Without a, without a doubt. Do you think those people are typically disappointed with mm-hmm. the actual warfare? compared to, Or do you think they have a general idea of what they're getting themselves into? They, or do you think it's naivety? I'd say it's it's definitely a mix of both because oh, yeah, they're excited, you know, because they're, you know, it's a new experience and everything. But I think a lot of people can't handle the mental breakdown by, you know, like a drill sergeant or whatever. And, you know, it's me, very tough. Let me ask you this, Dan. Do you think video games need to be censored in any way? No. Unless unless it's something like really, really fucked up, like, uh, you know, something depicting something in real life and, uh, like, uh, you know, directly attacking someone, then no. Like, the, no censoring of, like, gore or, you know, violence or... What about of sexual themes? That That's, like, a different kind of thing. That's not really... I don't really consider that a game at that point. That's just... No, no, I mean, like, uh, you know, like, characters in fighting games that have big tits. Oh, well... Do you think it's creating unfair expectations? No, uh, unless you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if If... People are, you know, getting their ideas of how women su- are supposed to look off of a video By game. By pixelated models. They're fucking like, idiots. They got bigger problems. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now I'm 100% with you. I'm 100% with you. It's fantasy. I mean, that. Like, yeah. Maybe, you know, for some people that have never been a part of society, <laughs> like, you know, but. It, the hermits? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So. Now I'm with you, man. I've been I've been thinking of doing something like when all these presidential debates start. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just gonna like go to these these giant rallies. I'm gonna go around asking people about gamers' rights. <laughs> Do you believe in gamers' rights? Like, what the fuck are you talking? What about? do you know about GamerGate? Do you know about GamerGate? GamerGate, you know? <laughs> like just mess like, with them. Get the fuck out of here, man. We don't care. <laughs> we'll see. Nah, I would love to catch somebody who like screams like gamers need to like. Chill the fuck out. Like, they can't be running people over on sidewalks. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I'm looking for. That's who I'm trying to find. You're right. Most people will probably just be like, dude, no, I have no idea what you're it's talking It's encouraging about. people to do it in real life. Exactly. That's who I'm no, looking for. I'm have looking you ever heard person. of a case of someone purposely driving on a sidewalk with, oh, I, I saw it in Grand Theft Auto, I want to try it in real life? <laughs> no. No, I've never heard that. I've never so, heard that. When, that's why I get really pissed off when people argue, like, oh, video games cause violent tendencies. It's like, no, they don't. You know what's funny is, like, people said the same thing about, like, heavy metal music, but, like, studies have shown that, like, listening to heavy music actually, actually calms you calms down. calms people down, yeah. Exactly. I mean, Because it's expressing. Yeah. You're, you're expressing it. You're getting it out of your system. Exactly. You know? It, it, it definitely encourages creativity. A lot of people don't, they so. don't understand that. A lot of people don't understand that. Everyone's got these preconceived notions, so... And some what are you people, gonna you do? Can't, you can't change people's minds. Sometimes they're stuck in their ways. So, how do you handle people online who like? I know you. You are uh, you're a competitive gamer. Like a lot of the games you play, you're, it's it's in a competitive atmosphere. Right. How do you deal with the people who will hit you up, slide into your DMs, and trash talk? Oh, I give it right back. You give it right back. You don't yeah, like you ignore don't hold them. Back. Fuck that. Jesus. If, you, if you're gonna attack me, I'm gonna attack you back. I mean, that's fair enough. That's fair. And sometimes enough. you get you get some quality content out of that. So, would you would you upload the trash talk to Twitch? Is that something you would do? As long as it's within you know terms of service, yeah, probably. It's so funny. Have you checked the terms of service? Have you read the terms well, of service? Not like you know I haven't really read through the full thing, but I know like what you should or shouldn't say. Well, yeah, don't say so. racist shit. Don't yeah. say like hateful shit. Exactly. Although people don't even follow those fucking rules. Mm-hmm. 
There Jesus we go. Christ. So, the new year's coming around. Mm -hmm. Not to be cliche, but what's one thing you want to do better this year that you didn't do so well? What's one thing you want to do better next year that you didn't do so well this year? That's a good question. I'd say um, just further my career along. It kind of slowed down this year. Like, uh, start picking it up within the last few months, like, as far as, you know, moving forward. But definitely going to put a lot more focus into that in the coming year. Hopefully, uh, you know, further along in, like I said earlier, systems administration or network administration. But it's just going to take some time and practice. So. Well, what's some of the things – what – how does one excel to those positions? Are there certain skills you need to acquire or practice or – Just uh, just need to be mentally sharp know you know how to study how to apply yourself and just like anything practice makes perfect so just got to know what you're doing and know how to do it well yeah i agree with you there agree 110 <laughs> percent so how the ladies treating you dirty dan which uh, i think it's the first time i referred to you as that on this whole podcast but yep. his old nickname in college was dirty dan um i haven't really bothered too much recently just been focusing on work and uh Getting yourself I together. Went on a few dates during the summer, but that was about it. That's and about it? Yeah. Just haven't really bothered since the summer. Just kind of focusing on work. So Good for you. Working yeah. on yourself. I'd rather you know just do what I need to do first, and then I'd, I'll worry about that later. But I'll, st I'll still go out and have fun, you know. But yeah, no. As you're, far as uh, you're, a, you're a smooth dude on the dance floor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> After I've had a few. That, hey, same, that's the same for all of us. Huh? Liquid courage. Liquid courage, as we call it. Which is great. What are your plans? Um, I know you said you're going to be acquiring a webcam for your mm -hmm. Twitch streaming soon. Um, do you see yourself as somebody who's going to eventually move up to the green screen? Or do you think if you're doing a webcam thing, you're always going to have your like room in the background? If I get really comfortable with it, maybe eventually like a green screen. If I knew, like I'm sure I could learn how to do that. But uh, it's not too difficult. You can figure it out. I'd say like if, if it if eventually if it ever does take off and you want to like you know put on a little bit of a show before you go live with whatever game you're playing, like kind of like what the other streamers do, like uh, like Doctor Disrespect and Addiction and like all that. They have like that little like you know starting soon thing that comes up and they they play like a highlight reel of all the stuff like of some of their best moments and they have some music playing in the background. That kind of shit. But, like, I would say not really too worried about that. I'd just uh, go with the webcam for a while, and then I'll see what, where it goes from there. Okay. To round us out, what do you think is the most compelling thing about the Twitch platform? Basically, how accessible it is. Now, it's a lot more accessible than it used to be. Like, they got, uh, you know, since like, we're all starting up our, you know streaming lately it's just you know they have like i like how they have like the whole new interface they got achievements that you yep. can track and see how well they got analytics and uh you know all that good stuff to keep keep an eye on how you're doing your progress and it's like encouraging in a way to see the achievements you're getting how close you are to the next achievement it's definitely a good feature they implemented to kind of motivate you to keep on going I was say, as a content creator i found the twitch interface to be the best one it's so much better yeah. than youtube studio yeah <clears throat> it's like it's like it's not even close um, do you foresee a world where Twitch one day is, is, who knows, is it as big? What's, who gets, Steve, what gets more hours of views, Netflix or Twitch? 
I'm curious to see that. That is a good question. I was yeah. gonna I was gonna say Netflix, but I was like, I was wait, ask, Twitch is think... Twitch is blown up. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you think Twitch can one day be as big as Netflix. Um, but we're actually gonna see what the actual size comparison between the two is. Because honestly, it. Oh, one billion hours of content per week. In Netflix. On Netflix. On Netflix. That is insane. That, oh my god. That doesn't surprise me, honestly. Me neither. But here we go. So, do you can you see Twitch one day being as big as Netflix? It. I mean, they're on an uptrend right now, so definitely. you never know. It's definitely possible. Like the, we reviewed, what it was said, nine billion. Uh, nine billion, nine and, and a quarter billion. Like, and that, uh, that was over what, what period of time? Last year. two years. Year. A year. So you look at Netflix, which is at fifty-two million a year. Mm-hmm. At fifty-two billion a year, rather, and Twitch is at nine and a quarter. So do you think they're, you can... they're going up? It's possible. I mean, now that you know, a lot of people are getting upset with Netflix. They, they dropped Daredevil. Well, I mean, well, it's still on there. The, they're going to lose all but the Disney Daredevil stuff. got canceled. They're going to lose all Punisher's going to probably get canceled. And, you know, and they're dropping. They dropped Always Sunny for whatever reason. Cause, because Disney bought Fox. Oh. And Fox has the distribution rights to Sunny. Like, Disney is purging Netflix of all the content it's they ridiculous. own. ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's insane. That's why I wanted the Always so, Sunny World and, and Kingdom Hearts I think, 3. I think they, at that point, <laughs> when they just started taking out a lot of shows like that, they chased a lot of people over to Hulu. I love Hulu. So. I'm on Hulu much more than I am Netflix. I go to Netflix mostly for comedy specials. You have to share your account with me, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we can link up. Appreciate but, uh, it. But I think we're, we're over 60. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's wrap this baby up. Right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Ambrose. You can find him at twitch.tv slash Danny Ambrose. Subscribe, please. This guy's got an amazing channel. I know you're Thank all going to love it. And where can they find you on Instagram? Uh, same name. Same Danny name, Danny Ambrose. Ambrose. Yep. No underscores, no periods. Nope. Okay. One word. So look out for it, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Danny Ambrose, thank, thank you. you for coming in. Pleasure. Appreciate you having you. Thank you, man. Later, brother. Later. It's a wrap. Oh, shit, boss. There we go.